You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got our 15 minutes up on the clock. Um, I would say, you know, maybe once a week, not quite once a day, but at least once a week, um, we'll get an email that will, you know, the, the, the guy or the girl will be going through diligently working on their swing. Say they've been doing it for a week or a month or whatever the case may be. And when they go play, they still have to kind of think about what it is they're doing. So they want to know how long does it take to make a change permanent? Can you make a change permanent? And should that be the goal? The last two are my my questions to you. <laughs> they just want to know how long it takes to make a swing change permanent. So, I mean, there's no way to answer it. It depends on so many things to make it permanent. And I don't think it ever really gets permanent. So the, what we tell people is that the whole goal is to get into kind of maintenance with your swing. So you're not always making major overhauls. Like, a lot of the swings that we get for eye lessons and AMG plus and even elite, these are like major swing overhauls. This is like grip change, setup change, takeaway change, top of back swing, playing on the downswing release. And this is like, you know, let's say six months to a year right? to make all those things with the entire goal, just to get to what we call maintenance phase and maintenance phase just means, okay, you know, the things that you tend to get off track with, Let's just keep an eye on them from week to week so that they don't get off track. It's not like you're trying to make any more changes. You're just trying to to not let what you're doing get off the rails. And and off the rails can happen really quick, and it can happen with an alignment change. Maybe your back was sore for a few days, and you didn't set up bent over as much as normal, and then your right hand got weak because you felt like the ball was going left, and all of a sudden this thing can go off the rails quick. So – the goal may be, yes, permanent, but more maintenance, I think. Because no, probably no such thing as just permanent. You're always working on something to keep it together. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's, um, I would say, probably the easiest things to make, they feel permanent because they're brutal to get rid of, are bad swing ideas. It seems to be, oh. those seem to be the ones that that take hold Concepts. the quickest and last the longest, right? Like a bad rash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But to your point, <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, you know, how many times have you had a guy come in for a lesson, right? Let's say you're working on downswing play. You're getting this downswing tuned up and it's looking good. And then he'll he'll do some follow-up online lessons with you. And, and he's hitting at his home simulator. He's hitting into a net. Man, it looks good. It looks good. And then he, he comes back to see you and you guys go outside on the range or you go out to the course even. And it's like, then you, okay, now you get to see him line up to a target that he has zero chance 
of making that same swing move and have the ball go to his target. So the maintenance of and and the work that he's been doing and doing it well because it's making a change of fixing his swing can be undone like that when you go out on the golf course and your alignment has gotten so uh, neglected that if you made that good golf swing that you've been spending the last two months working on, the ball has zero chance of going where you want it to go. So you may do that once, and then you're going to say, forget that, I'm making this ball not go in the water on this hole. So you then you just wind up making all these swing adjustments, all based on the very first, we'll call it a fundamental, is that you just set up so poorly that you have no chance to make. Like you could take Adams, I use this analogy all the time, you guys like, you know, we're on the range. Like, what? I can't stop slicing. It's like Adam Scott would slice the ball if you lined him up on every swing, right? He wouldn't make Adam Scott swing for very long to make the ball go to the target. So that, you, that, you, you have to point. marry the actual skills of setting up to a target versus marrying just the actual physical swing mechanics. That's yeah, why – yeah, go ahead. Go That's ahead why on, on tour off. ranges, right, you see everybody with alignment sticks down. Because when that skill goes off, you can throw making swing changes permanent out the window. Yeah. And, and you know, what I try to do in lessons, and it's good practice, you know, Mike probably does it too, you know, before they even hit, I'm looking at their setup, okay, what's this swing going to look like? And I'm pretty good at guessing not only what the swing's going to look like, but what the ball's going to do. Because, like Mike said, you actually kind of preset your swing. Yeah, before you like start a, moving, right? Yep. It's built, like, it kind of is built in, as long as you don't do anything crazy, right? Like, some guys could set up, I guess, with a slicer. I call it the slice setup. Stance, aim left. Um, ball kind of ball position off could be forward or back depending on how they move in the downswing but a weak left hand grip handle really low at address so i call it the flop shot setup because that's basically what they're set up like i would hit a flop shot so i'm thinking myself this has zero chance to do nothing but slice and they've already built it in i haven't even seen the swing yet right so it's like okay if that's the extreme of it if you're if you normally draw the ball but you put in two two of those slice pieces like we call them pieces or whatever okay your grip got a little weak you started aiming a little left and then your handle got a little bit low so the club works out on the takeaway yep. there, there you go you're done all that good swing work you did now it's not permanent or in, in where you should be just because you messed up the setup and i didn't mean for this to get be a setup podcast but i mean it's so neglected the grip and the setup that people don't realize how much it's hurting their swing. Well, it goes it goes directly into what we're talking about. That swing change that you do with him, like all the gears work, all the pressure work, all of the videos back and forth, all of the line drawing will never stick with that setup. Even if he does the setup good in the lesson, if that setup's not being practiced just like everything else and he steps on the first tee and that setup happens it won't take if it's not the first tee swing it won't take before the back nine's over he's gonna be making the old swing again so that's a lot of time spent that has no chance of producing the shot he wants because you, you you force yourself to make compensations at that point to hit it towards the target which is kind of the goal of golf 
Get in the hole fast, hit it towards the target. Yeah, and all the stuff you guys are seeing in your swing that you don't like, like a lot of it's not only been built in in the setup, but like as soon as you get off track, first foot of the bat swing, back swing, you're making all these compensations that you're hating to see in your swing. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh wish I had a dollar for every email we get sent where the, you know, you get the email that's like, okay, I'm 55 years old. I'm a four handicap. And then you get the litany of downswing issues. Crazy. Right. And then you see the swing for the first time and it's all forced because of the, how the backswing moves. Right. You do, you got a bad setup. You've got a bad grip. You've got, you've taken the club back in a certain way that was going to force all of these things to happen in the downswing to have a chance at hitting it towards the target. Like I always tell people, none of us have the release we want. We have the release we have to have to hit the ball towards the target. It's not, you're not making it. You're not making a choice that part in the swing. Nope. If, if, if that was the case, there would be no more flippers. Everybody would have shaft lean and compress the ball, but it's not our choice at that point in the swing. You're, you're, you're getting what you put into it up until that point. Yeah. Instead of saying I'm flipping, they should be thinking, oh, my face is too open halfway down. Right. But nobody thinks like that right. when you're golfing because they only understand impact. But as teachers, you know, we have to figure out what's the thing that's going on two or three frames before that's causing you to flip. And, and if you can start thinking about your swing like that, it definitely will help. Yeah. I mean, you get that guy will come in and, you know, in that email or when he when he comes in and, and works, it's like uh, no one's been able to fix my flip. You know, that's how it exactly. always starts. Like, well, well, you've worked on this in the backswing. No, nobody talked about that. Well, let's let's try that. And then, then the lesson, you the, like, you don't even ever mention flip anymore during the lesson, and all of a sudden the flip's gone because he doesn't have to flip it to hit it at his target. So it's a big deal. You know, swing changes can be made permanent if you're fixing the cause, right? So you got to be careful that you're not just trying to fix a flip if this one mega, like you said, wide open club face coming down. Like you see it right out of the top as it's passing the shoulder. If this is going to be a flip or if this is not going to be a flip, you see it every time. And if that, if that club face is pointing up to the sky and the club's passing his shoulder in the downswing, you, you can do all the impact drills you want. As soon as you step onto the first tee or you've got the first approach shot over water, guess what's coming? So it, you want to make a swing change permanent. You first have to know that you're working on the right change. And that's always the cause, right? The tumor. Yeah, it is. And then before I forget, because this all kind of ties together. So with gears, you know, we get them in the gear suit and, and the eight cameras are measuring the golfer and the club. And then, I have it, the machine will find the ball so it knows where the ball is when the golfer hits it. Well, what we can do is is have it find the ball, but then I can pick up the ball and move it and just tell the golfer to make like an air swing at that spot. I think Mike knows where I'm going with this. So let's say someone scoops it or flips it bad or has, you know, they they just dump the uh, the cast and then back there, scoopy, flippy, whatever you want to call it. They'll make a swing with like, okay, I can do it without a ball. I can do it without a ball. Right, and they right. do it without a ball, and the hands are forward. The face is like, what, 20 to 30 degrees open we've seen? Yeah, we we, I mean, we we measured it for a while, and it was average about 15 to 18 degrees open. Yeah. I mean, open enough where you're going to hit it sideways. It's not playable. Yeah, so 
if you're trying to make a swing change too, you have to understand, you know, the the club face a lot of times where it is coming down, that's in charge, right? If that thing's not where it's supposed to be, you're going to make a, a terrible swing and you might fix it during a lesson, maybe, but if you never fix that root cause of the club being open, it's never going to get permanent because you're always going to try to figure out how to flip it to square the face at the ball. Yeah. Like we like a good pivot, right? And we like yeah. the club moving around you pretty much on plane mm-hmm. because those things make managing the face really consistent. Mm-hmm. Which is all the golf ball sees, right? Where's the club moving and where's the face pointing? That's it. And how fast is it going? So if you take that and and scrap all that, and then like you said, you're making your, your practice swing and we won't do, it's amazing how many practice swings we get sent for online lessons. Yeah. It's and crazy. it's like, I, I, I do, but I can't, I'm not going to help you I'm wasting my time on your time. Everybody's practice swing looks okay. Right. But you, you don't, you don't manage. have the burden of squaring the face. Then we start to see the real swing. And then I would prefer to see it on the course. So when you got water on the right, no B left or whatever it is, all right, now we're going to start seeing swing direction. So now we're starting to see the whole piece. Like that's the piece, like that's the swing that we want to fix. The swing that matters, not the practice swing. Got no interest in tuning up practice swings. Yeah. And, but to that point too, you know, if you have a way to make swings without a ball and you can kind of check and see where your face is or go slow enough to figure out how to, when the the face needs to start squaring up, that can be valuable, but just ripping full practice swings, your face is probably going to be wide open, especially if that's your tendency. Well, you, you just, I think hit the nail on the head with the S word as far as making, let's say, okay, you, you do know that it's an open face. So that's the call. That's what I've got to work on now. Are you going to go slow enough to make sure that you are making the change? What? Want me to answer that? No. <laughs> I mean, and, and this is interesting, you know, and I don't know why this is and I'll figure it out someday, but you know, I teach a lot of lessons and so does Mike, like thousands and thousands and thousands. So I've seen about everything and I will just every lesson, Hey, make a full swing and hit it 30 yards. And, and then I've gotten to the point now where I'll get in and actually do it. Cause I'm like, okay, if they see me do it, they gotta be able to do right. this. Just, I don't care where the ball goes. Just make a full swing. And full motion. Yards. And it just taps full it. motion slow, which is by the way, one of the greatest things you can do for your golf swing, learn how to hit a full shot that looks normal, yep. normal looking, normal kind of timing, but do it at a speed that hit it about 30 yards. And I bet you, I could put a hundred thousand dollars in a briefcase next to that ball and the next shot, they'll swing at 85 miles an hour and hit it 170. Yeah. It just, it, it's See, just it's every day. They don't. And, and I think um, the the better you get at making full swings slower, the your skill level goes through the roof. Like, I mean. Oh, my gosh. The your, kids, your awareness goes off the charts. Awareness. Because when, when, when you say, okay, we've identified it's an open club face, right? We'll just keep going to that example. And, all right, so – You've, you've explained it. You've showed them what needs to happen. Then the very next swing, you'll turn back, was that it? So there was no awareness if they did it or not. They just tried to do it full speed, and they need you. Like, I can't see that at full speed, right? It's, I've got no chance of seeing that if you can't see that. I mean, you've got to be the one to feel that. So you've got to go slow enough 
to guarantee you're doing it right. And that's not, yeah. in many, many cases, that's not an eight iron that goes 100 yards. It's an eight iron that not goes 30 close. yards. And the problem, the trouble is that a lot of people just make a half, like a waist high swing. Right. I'm like, no, that's, nope, not, that's it. not it. No. They go, I don't understand how you can even do that. I'm like, well, the better you get at becoming a good golfer and a good ball striker, I could have David Toms come in here and he'd make a full swing hit at 10 feet. Yeah. I've seen him do it. And it looks normal. Like the timing looks normal. So is this, it's definitely, I don't know all the science behind it. But as far as the motor learning, I do. You got to go slow so you, your brain can keep up with what you're doing. At full speed, you're not learning anything. Nothing. You're, you're just not. You're doing your automated pattern. It's automatic for a reason. It's, you've done it so much. You can just rip the ball out there. But when you go slow and do it differently, you might miss the ball on the first one. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That means you did Tops, something different. Misses, I like yeah. to see them. Yes. I'm like, hey, that's okay. I want to see mistakes. Mistakes means you did something different. And then, okay, pretty soon you'll start finding the ball again, start finding the sweet spot. But, I mean, we got kind of on a tangent here. But uh, for a lot of you, to make a swing change permanent or even to get started, you got to learn to go slower and think your way through it a little bit and do it correctly slow and then gradually speed it up. And then you have a chance of making it more permanent. I've, I've never seen a swing change made of any significance at speed, at normal speed. Never. I don't, not I not tour player, not beginner, not anybody. That's your automated speed. You're going back to your old pattern at full speed. It's just. Now, I have had change. 15 handicappers say, I can't go slow. They say it all the time. They say it all the time. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, no, you're not doing it. It doesn't yeah. mean you can't it's a choice, do it. Right. But yeah, it, you, it exposes why nobody does it is because it exposes everything you do wrong on your golf swing and you will look silly doing it. So I do have a thought about that. So this whole mishmash of a golf swing that a lot of golf, and this is not to put down anybody, but I mean, everybody swings a little bit of a mishmash, I guess, but let's say it's inside across the line, open, coming down. You need seven matchups, different matchups to make whatever. Those matchups only work at full speed because you figured out the right forces and what time to yank it and twist it and put, and it only fits all together at your full speed. You do not want that in your swing. Trust me. You want a swing that you can hit it straight at 10 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, 40 full swings now. right? Right. Because all, because then you have the ability to ramp up and ramp down the speeds and scale the power of the swing with the same swing. That's, but a, that's at, a whole episode on itself because you're so right. That's good golf is the ability to hit off-speed shots. And if you need yep. maximum speed to have that club to make your swing around everywhere, you're, you're beyond limited in what you do. And I haven't heard many people say it like that, but that's exactly what it is. They ha- The reason they can't go slow is they can't make contact because they can't use all those right. little compensations at full speed that's required to put this swing that's flopping around on the ball. So learn how to make a decent swing on plane, square club face, good pivot, good grip, at a slower speed, and you guys are on your way. And then that swing's easiest to maintain. We circled it all back around. To me, that's the easiest swing to maintain. Yeah, like, you want to make your swing change permanent, be able to perform it on command at 10 miles an hour or 12 miles an hour or 22 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, plain vanilla swings to me are easy to maintain. Like yep. Steve Stricker, a guy 
didn't even play in the winter half the time. He was up in a snowbank, I think. Yeah. I mean, he he just came out and started playing good. It was a simple golf swing, nothing fancy, and it's on plane. And it, I don't think he had to really grind on it that much. No. No, we don't. We don't. We should all be uh, be blessed with those matchups, right? <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. plane and moving around you, square face. Yeah. Good pivot, square face, decent grip. I mean, you can go play some good golf, and it doesn't require beating a ton of balls. Then you just maintain it. Yep, exactly right. So that's twenty minutes. We're going over a lot. Yeah, tonight. this is uh, this was a good one. This is one that will always come up if you ever take the time to work on your swing, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to work on a temporary fix, usually. No. All right. Anything we need to cover before we head out? Now, if you're enjoying these, please go over to iTunes and click subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star and a written review if you have time. That helps more golfers find the podcast, and we're trying to help as many of you as we can. All right. See you all next time. Thanks for watching. Listening. Thank you. They listened, right? They didn't watch. Close enough. <laughs>